Um, I'm going to see a dermatologist tomorrow for this rash. Oh, yeah. Good. Finally. Mm, a bit nervous. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to say who this is. Oh, that was because this person didn't want us to talk to say her name on the last live. Well done. Well done. Thank you. She says, hi, ladies. I wanted to thank you both for your words last live. My marriage might be over, but I am in a stable place emotionally. Good. And even if you have bad days, but that is not true. I'm having one today. That's perfectly fine, too. That's part of processing it. Can you tell I'm mentally stable today? <laughs> Unstable? Unstable. Anyway. The one thing is that my appetite has completely gone. I'm making myself have small meals. Okay, if I'm honest, one is all I can manage, but I'm trying to supplement with protein shakes. I know it's not ideal, but it's really all I can stomach at the moment. Oh, and Chloe, I took your offer and I messaged you on Instagram. It's probably lost in a sea of DMs. Okay, I'm not going to say what your handle is. Um, I will find you and I will reply to you. Um, not out of you know responsibility, but out of genuine want to. Um, yeah do what you can it's really normal you typically get two types of people and it can change i know it flip-flops for me sometimes you get stressed and you stop eating sometimes you get stressed and you overeat um do the best you can try and get into like a solid pattern and routine of it but yeah emotions and stress will affect affect your eating yeah agreed nothing really to add apart from you know even if if you need to get calories in don't don't always try and force it to be like quite quite healthy food you know yeah. it might just be that you know you need a bit of comfort food or it might be better for you to have a little oat bar or something even if it's not high in protein and fruit and veg and whatever that that you might normally go for um mm. just to get in calories so because what will it you will end up feeling worse if you're not fueling yourself and then you'll also be lethargic and then you'll be you know like it does all impact. So as much as it's hard to do, like make sure that you're looking after yourself. And that includes eating enough. Chocolate covered nuts. Oh, that's, yeah. that's Big a good on one. The cows. Big on the cake owls. Um, okay. Suzanne Downham. Hi, Clement. Is there such a thing as being metabolically flexible after a long fat loss phase? Have you heard that before? yeah flexible after a long fat loss phase what does that mean I think so what this used to come around quite a lot just basically people creating a problem that's not there like oh you need to have metabolic flexibility which it, it off the top of my head I think was really about like being able to utilize fat for fuel and carbs for fuel which like your body does anyway so you yeah. don't really need to worry about that um yeah th th there's really nothing in like metabolic flexibility yeah. Okay. She says, I'm not looking for it, but I've seen someone posting about it recently on Instagram. Who, please, can you tell us so I can go read it? Yeah. So if you what, if you ask questions like this as well, just put the link in so we can have a look. Yeah. It's hard to say like what they're actually talking about. I'm genuinely interested to know if this is a thing. Thanks in advance. Okay. Anything on the live? Let me just Google because I'm sure it was some like faddy thing a while ago metabolic you focus on that and i'll do the next question um oh someone's put this is a great question i'm excited to hear the answer well, let's see shall we janet k uh wanna hi clemma i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about basic nutrition are there different requirements for different age groups 
the only argument re-age and nutrition would be that as you continue to age, you should probably slightly increase your protein intake. Um, that could also be said for people who are very, very active, especially in terms of cardiovascular activity. Um, there we go. Everything else, no. While I'm, while I'm trying to think, oh, yeah, everything else, no. While I'm always trying to make sure that I have protein and veg with every meal with a primary focus on fueling my activity, workout and daily steps, I'm also responsible for my 83-year-old parents' nutrition. I shop and cook for them. You are a good soul. You're an angel amongst us, and I love you. I'm just curious, since they are less active, how their nutritional requirements might be different and what I might be able to do differently for them. Does two grams of protein per one kg of lean mass apply to everyone? Or do my parents require less when my 14-year-old nephews, who is still growing at a rapid rate, right, require more? It's actually the other way around, interestingly enough. Um, thanks, as always, for sharing your knowledge. Um, look, everybody, you know, hmm, child adult elderly jesus i was trying to say oap and i was like that's wrong that's not what i'm trying to say the elderly um everyone needs a protein and a balanced um macronutrient diet um obviously calorie intake varies vastly on whether you're man woman short tall overweight underweight so won't go into that um but as you age menopausal or not male or female you should be increasing uh, your protein intake to try and retain as much lean mass as possible um two grams per one kg of lean mass is still it, it's a it's a moderate to high amount um and i would say it's appropriate but maybe just increasing it to 2.5 or 3 if they can handle it i mean it's a lot and it's it's um that they, they might not they might not enjoy it digestively speaking but yeah increasing it a little bit to 2.5 for example would be nice emma yeah definitely on the protein you definitely need more protein as you age so that would be my main focus obviously if their activity levels have massively dropped then you might want to think about reducing their calorie intake like if they're not moving as much they probably won't need as many calories um but increasing I don't really see many elderly people who are like heavily overweight. It tends to go the other way. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Do you? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of them, like, and this, this is quite crude, but a lot of them don't reach as old because if you're very overweight, you know, you're at a much higher risk of things like cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, cancer. Yeah. Um, I just can't remember the last time I was like, I saw a really overweight old person. You are right. Like appetite does tend to drop. Yeah. And you you kind of more used to seeing like a frailer older person. Yeah. And and also a lot of that is again because energy starts to calorie expenditure starts to drop. So calorie intake will drop. I'm just gonna shut the gate outside, it's slamming and the neighbor's gonna kick off. We've done it twice already this month. Okay. Um all right, re-metabolic flexibility. Oh, no, no, I'm gonna hit this. Just fill time for a minute. Right. Okay, I'll just read the questions um <clears throat> good morning pam good morning elizabeth good morning jenny um wasn't even my gate it was the neighbor's gate it's okay so metabolic flexibility seems to be more about um insulin sensitivity so yeah if you're after okay. a fat loss phase and you've reduced the amount of fat that you have you're probably going to be more insulin sensitive so yes it might improve metabolic flexibility if you want to term it that yeah 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 completely agree with all of that 
Um, uh, why would you call it metabolic flexibility and not something more specific? I don't know. Like, it's even referenced in PubMed. I well, doubt no. that that's potentially what this post was about, depending on who it's by, but... No, it's a real thing, but I'm just like, what a weird... Yeah, it's gen- quite... Uh, the, uh, the name doesn't really, like, work for me. No, I agree. That's but, why we, a lot of the time, we typically will say if you've if you've finished your fat loss phase and you are you know as lean as you want to be and you want to increase calories we do we will normally say you know hopefully especially in your fatless phase being coached by us you'll be getting your protein and your essential fatty acids and your fiber and we will normally say do it via carbohydrates um and again on the flip side as you come into a fat loss diet a lot of the time we'll say let's let's pull on carbohydrates a bit here you don't have to but it is kind of like a, a nice way to do things okay Okay, Chloe, thanks for the post-COVID feedback. I've been following and getting my walks in today and had my second PT session. Emma, this is the guy from the States that knew you. Um, Is he single? (laughs) Don't know, let's see. Uh, Which is about learning how to lift with good form and to track some lifting targets with support. Um, I'm having the best time. Having you guys here to help when coming out of something like COVID is just such a luxury. Aww. What great mindset. Right. Okay. Next question. Hi, ladies. How to balance being in a calorie deficit and energy expenditure? I have changed my training days to Sat Monday and Friday, as I found training two days running at the weekend made me feel nauseous on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, right. Two days running on it. Right. Okay. Sorry. I thought, right. Okay. Yeah. Two days back to back. Um, This has been an issue for a while. I have found eating more calories on these days has not affected weight. I'm not. Oh, right. Okay. She didn't finish the question. Okay. Um, These spikes in hunger usually result in a drop in weight in the day after being very hungry. I think you're probably thinking too short term about this. Like you're not going to, it's not like you've burnt a ton of calories that day that you did a workout and then the next day you're more hungry and then you've lost a load of fat overnight to the point that it would be obvious on the scales. Yeah, I have nothing to add. And I think questions like this are better for you to answer because there's a lot happening there. Yeah, I I think it sounds good. I think if I'm reading this correctly, it sounds like you've spaced out your workouts over the week more with some recovery days in between which is brilliant like ideally that's what we'd have you do anyway so let's test that out for a couple of weeks then if you have any questions about anything um let us know yeah okay chloe a question you said that you can't really replace hip thrust which is fine but what is the best way to do these when pregnant without putting pressure on my bump slash tummy yeah good question any exercises that put pressure on your uh, kind of entire abdomen when pregnant are a no. Um, so what I like to do is dumbbell hip thrusts because then you have a bit of weight here on the top of your thigh, a bit of weight here on the top of your butt thigh, and the bar is lower down and isn't sitting across your lower abdomen at all. But yes, really good idea to cut them. I also just found as I got more and more prego, Later in, in in my third trimester, I just found them. They just felt wrong. So I just stopped doing them entirely. Yeah. But I everyone's mean, different, by the way. Like that, there are some, like dumbbell pullovers. Obviously, ideally, once you start showing, you want to be on a slight incline anyway, because you don't want to be lying flat on your back and squashing your vena cava. But 
even at an incline felt very wrong. It just, it's an instinct. And I was just like, oh no, no. So I cut them as well early on. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, if you spend a couple of months not doing hip thrusts because they're, they don't see you, but you're using your legs in other ways, then you'll be fine. Yeah. There's a million ways to skin a cat when it comes to hitting certain muscle groups. Yeah. Okay. Any tips for nutrition adjustment after my surgery next week? I think I'll be able to walk around right away, but limited with workouts for a bit. I know my appetite will probably be low. That's Sarah Lynn. Yeah. You go. I mean, I would just initially, I would, I mean, if you want to um, keep recovery as high as possible, right? So you don't really want to be in a massive deficit. I wouldn't force feed yourself and normally your appetite comes back relatively quickly anyway but you want to make sure you're getting enough protein and then it's just just like general healthy diet guidelines really I don't think you need to change too much yeah balanced diet maybe decrease intake if you're inactive and we go from there yeah decrease intake but not to the point that you're in a deficit no um okay charlie Thank you. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter. What? Doesn't matter. Just continue quickly. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Robin Clayton. Hi, ladies. I've got diet tracking fatigue. I feel so much better increasing my calories, but I'm still falling off once a week. And I think I need a little break from tracking and just generally ease up a bit. After hearing that I'm losing my job, I've really not been myself lately and I'm generally feeling more tired, lacking in drive and energy, even though I love training. So firstly, I need to ensure that I'm hitting enough calories. So to keep stable, how would you approach ensuring that you're hitting numbers without tracking? My eyeballing is generally good, but carbs could get me. Secondly, retraining. If I wanted to just ease up for a bit, what would you suggest is best for movement apart from walking? Even though it's a blessing being made redundant, it's amazing how much I'm noticing it get to me subconsciously and physically, definitely having an impact on my eating. Yeah, change can do this. It can be overwhelming and disorientating and scary, and it's really normal. Um, <clears throat> okay, so coming away from tracking, it seems like you're actually saying you need to make sure you're hitting enough calories and that you're pretty good at eyeballing, but carbs might be difficult for you. First of all, have a look at the food bible, as I do talk about different measurements. But there are some carbohydrate sources which are going to be higher in calories just because of the portion size you need for it to count as a portion in a way. So rice will be higher in calories because to feel like you have a nice portion of rice is going to push you somewhere into the 400 calorie range, right? Um, pasta, less so, but still definitely there. Good bang feel but carbs, you know, slices of bread, um, surprisingly. Yeah. I know, yeah potatoes rice krispies um this is actually pizza about bread Do you know what really into pita bread at the moment love pita bread really sometimes i went through a phase i don't know why i wasn't pregnant i wasn't smoking weed but i went through a phase really recently but like every night i'd be like i need pita bread and hummus so i'd end up ordering on deliveroo <laughs> what happened there i went on for like a month and then stopped um yeah so i would say get a bit carb smart um and just make sure if you're worried about keeping calories in the right range, just make sure that you're having nice balanced meals, protein, fat, carb, and veg. Um, 
And just don't go, if you make sure that you're having these nice balanced meals, you're going to be nutritionally sound, especially if you're not tracking. But just make sure, read the energy macros, your fats and your carbs, that you're keeping the portions small to moderate. Because if you're getting both in, that's going to add up. Keep them small to moderate, but this way you're going to be nutritionally healthy and you're going to find that you get you have better energy. Yeah, I agree. I do think um, in relation to being made redundant, I know that can impact in various ways. And I'm not surprised it's impacted you. But the other thing is often like the amount of time that you have. And I know that people like most frequently are like, oh, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have, you know, if only I had more time, all this would be a lot easier. Well, it's often not, you know, actually, sometimes when you've got more time, it's kind of harder because you've got more time to overeat. You've got more time to overthink. You've got, you know, it's kind of like Parkinson's law. It's like, well, you've got all day to go for a walk and then you don't go but you've got all day to go to the gym and then you're like oh my god it's 5 p.m and now I can't be bothered to go whereas when you're busy and you're like well I have to be at work for nine okay so the only time you can go to the gym is 6 a.m before your kids wake up okay then you're there right because you're kind of like forced to be like quite regimented and you've got time constraints around things so yeah don't give yourself too much of a hard time like I think often we think it'll be easier and actually it turns out being the opposite I know it's true for me if I've got a really jam-packed day and I know I've got to be here there and everywhere like I get so much done yeah and when I don't I'm like oh my god I've literally just wasted the whole day because I thought I had all day to do this stuff yeah yeah I'm exactly the same I work so much better when I'm on a tight timeline and I'm like stressed about how much I have to do yeah next okay let me see Okay, at age 59, I'm pretty much where I thought I wanted to be rescale weight. However, hanging out with you guys and having some gym slash body goals for the first time ever, I wonder if I can realistically get leaner and if I can maintain this long term. I'm not looking for age excuses as I'm totally committed to remaining strong and active. I still have some tummy flab and feel like I look better. I feel like I look better, but probably if it, only if I was younger. Appreciate your thoughts. Read the very beginning bit again. She's 59. She feels like she's where she wanted to be rescale weight. Mm-hmm. But now she's really getting into the gym. And she's like, could I push myself to be a little bit leaner? But she's kind of wondering, like, is she going to look any better? Or, or would she only look better if she was younger? Uh, no, I, you can absolutely change your physique at 59. It's not about getting in the gym more either. It's just about looking at your, looking at your intake via your expenditure. So that can just be food and or steps. Um, <clears throat> and you can, yeah, look, it's safe to say like skin elasticity, well, skin will lose its elasticity as you age. Um, but you can still look in phenomenal shape in your fifties, sixties, even seventies. So yeah could not agree more and then the other kind of thing is like what what if you could like I mean like why not try yeah why not see what's what's it you know you're you're it sounds like you're enjoying it anyway what's what's different if we were like no you can't not that we would ever say that but like no this is the best you're <laughs> ever gonna you're never gonna look any better you can't make any improvements like you'd still want to like okay but well, can I get stronger like can I still be lifting these weights I still want to stay you said here like I still want to stay fit and active so really what's the difference like you're still going to do all the same things completely agree 
Okay, Jenny, uh, clarification, Chloe, the PT is a lovely man who's married with kids. I went with yeah. him in the end because he follows Emma, despite the fact that we're in the back of beyond in Ohio. Her knowledge spreads worldwide. It fucking does. And I tell you what, I was like, when I I was inter- I went to interview Eric Helms, and I can't remember why. I do remember why. This was just me being sneaky on Instagram. I wanted to see if he followed someone else, another very famous American coach, just out of interest. He didn't, which was confirmed my theories. Um, and he followed Emma. And I was like, I, I called her and I was like, Emma, Eric Helms follows you. And she's like, yeah, I think like I did a talk or he did it or something. I don't know. I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. He's the best. Yeah, the, all of those three, the MJ lot, are the best. Um, <clears throat> okay, anything else in the live? Um, Sarah Lynn, I'm so here for a baked potato lately. The wife and I have been having them twice a week for dinner with shredded ch- chicken on top and non-fat Greek as sour cream delicious and so filling oh my god i can't emphasize enough make a baked potato fajita it is so good like fajita chicken bit of cheese bit of guac like oh they're good so i am um, i'm a traditional tuna mayo girl yeah no i'm, I'm here for, i'm actually here for many a topping on a baked potato who is it? One of my, one of my, one of our EC who's also done one to one loved a, a jacket potato like every day for a while. Maybe it was Sarah Lynn, maybe it was Kerry, but like like every day the lunch was like no, it was my client Amanda. She, a jacket potato with tuna mayo, and she was like thrilled about it. I was really excited last week when Birdie did not eat her jacket potato with beans and cheese because that means free calories. <laughs> okay cottage cheese on a baked potato i don't like cottage cheese i think i I don't know if i'd like it on a baked potato people really like cottage cheese and i just don't get it i went for a real big phase of it i know you did babe yeah (laughs) remember i don't i don't i don't like it anymore though shockingly literally Yeah, you overdid it, didn't you? Yeah, it went too far. But, you know, that's that's <laughs> my nature. Um, okay, I'm getting my sister to listen to the podcast. Could you explain the concept of progressive overload? I tried explaining, but I was terrible at it. Do you know the most simple way to explain progressive overload? Is thinking like, I don't know, say you go for a 30-minute run, but you're always going to try and run as far as you can in 30 minutes. Mm that's essentially progressive overload like you're going to run faster and faster and faster you're going to push yourself progressive overload is really just pushing yourself when we talk about it in relation to lifting weights it would be lifting as heavy as you can for the rep range given yeah and then you will naturally have progressive overload because you're going to be pushing yourself more and you're going to adapt to that now the only reason that you wouldn't is if you aren't getting stronger because you're not recovering well yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's what it says on the tin. As you exercise and continue to exercise, your body adapts. So in order to continue that adaptation and continue your progress, you need to overload. That might be, as Emma said, increasing your weight, increasing your reps, increasing your sets, increasing your distance run in that same time, the speed at which you run that, um, the speed at which you run the distance. Again, so taking time out and making distance, whatever it is, it's about, 
continuing to challenge yourself so that you get better and better, whether it's um, physique-wise or performance-wise at your chosen sport or exercise. Um, anything else on the live? Yes, prawn mayo is lovely on a jacket potato. It is. Again, I can't, you know what, my dad, really upsetting. My dad loves fish, right? But like the fishiest, fishy fish that you can fish. It's mine. He's like, why not have anchovies on everything? I'm like, oh, he will buy. And I love these, you know, the tiny little shrimp packets you get from my like M&S, right? And I love them. It's really good. Like you dip, get your fork in and just go, bah, 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 get a shit ton of shrimp on a fork in it. But my dad will buy it, eat it with his fingers, put half the packet back in the fridge, leave it there for four or five days, go back and finish it. The stench in the fridge, the stench on him, like he's coming, he's opened the door to say hello to me for, and I'm like, get away from me. And I also, we live in a very Jewish area, so you can get like fish balls everywhere. Anyone Jewish or anyone who has any ties to any Jewish communities will know full well, fish balls are the stinkiest, fishiest, fishy smell. So he'll have half a fish, fish ball. Yeah, it's like, I don't even, I think it must be like, Haddock or like steep, like smoked haddock, I think. I don't really know which fish is. And then it's like whizzed up into like a paste and like almost like a, like an, like a, uh, what's it called? The egg in the breadcrumb, a scotch egg, almost like that, but fish, right? And this is like my dad's pretty great. Like his, his fridge hygiene is non existent. So he'll take a bite of that, the fishiest thing you'll ever smell, put it back in the fridge, shut the door, same as the product. Do you know what freaks me out? Roll roll mops. Roll mop herrings. Who <laughs> thought we're just gonna take this disgusting bit of fish, roll it up, put it in a toothpick, and sell it? Jellied eels. All of these my dad loves. Disgusting. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's like, you know, the whole like having half the pot and then leaving it for a couple of days and having it like like no, not you know, there's some things you can do that with not fish. No, well, my mom's just as bad. If you open the cheese drawer, you just see little bite marks in the cheese. It's my mom, the house mouse, coming down at like two o'clock in the morning, taking a bite of cheese and fucking off back to bed. <laughs> okay. uh, um, the key with cottage cheese is to blend it until it's smooth. Then it's just creamy blank canvas. I use it um, instead of sour cream as a base for dips. Uh yeah, but but is it that much like better? I mean, that's under the assumption that having co cottage cream, cottage cream, co cottage cheese is like yeah that much better for you. I just don't think it is. What well, is it then? Then cream because it's lower calorie, higher. Oh, no, then, then then cream. But like, if you want, like, why not just have like Greek Greek yogurt or something? No, I see what she's saying here. Can somebody answer for me what the thing is with cottage cheese and pineapple? This really offends me. I mean, I I was big advocate for that, yeah. Why? I don't know. I, well, I mean, I was having it sweet, wasn't I? I was having it like mixed in with protein. But oh god, it's disgusting to think about that. Food crazes or like combinations that are generally accepted that I cannot get my head around. Pineapple in any kind of savory food is one of them. I don't understand it. Um, like um, pomegranate seeds in salads. Fuck off. Apple. No, they're so good. Absolutely not. Apple and salads, raisins and couscous. Right. So these are all the same. You don't like sweet stuff in like savory stuff. Very good. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm, I'm very observant. Okay, fine. Um, 
Okay, I only just started doing weights at the gym and everything hurts when I leave the gym. Will that ever get any easier or should I ease up on the weights or stop being a wimp and suck it up? Lisa, it will get so much easier. This is the this is the most sore you will ever be in your whole life. Mm-hmm. Unless you decide to stop doing weights again and then start again. So basically just don't stop doing weights and you'll... But honestly, this week, even next week, it'll be so much easier. So don't worry about it. It won't last. And you'll miss it when it's gone. Oh, I got doms the other day. Why did I get them? Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't have much time to do a workout. So I did like and I you know, when you do you pick weights to do. I'm just going to do a little superset over here. I did like a giant set of uh, chest press flies and overhead tricep extensions. Oh, yeah, that'll get you right with here. No, yeah, with no recovery. But I picked up 14s and I was like, oh, this would be fine. And it, it was a little bit too heavy, but I'd already picked them up. So I was like, well, that's that's just how it has to be. I accidentally did dumbbell RDLs two days in a row without realizing it and felt that. But also I'm up to 22 kg on my dumbbell RDLs, which I'm really proud of. That is very good. Yeah. Well okay, we're up to date on the live. Okay, Elizabeth Stevenson, I was born with massive calf muscles. I hate them. Can I leave out the calf races or will it mean I'm not properly training my legs? No, you can leave them out. I'm fine with that. Emma? Yeah, fine. Excuse me. Sophie Workman. Hey, Glamour. Although not directly related to health or fitness, I thought this might be a good discussion topic. Oh, we appreciate you, Sophie. I am 34, single for almost five years now and child free. I suppose I'm single by choice because I've dated over the years and could have settled for one of those men but none of them ever felt like they were my person. Smart girl. Recently, I feel an ever-increasing pressure from both society and friends, as well as self-imposed. I like you more with every sentence, because you know the self-imposed thing is massively overlooked. Like, I feel so much pressure to snap back in shape after pregnancy. It's like, by who? Because everyone's literally saying you don't need to worry about that. So it's coming from you. Like that's it's just, yeah. Anyway, I love this. But also self-imposed to settle down. Four of my friends are currently pregnant. Yeah, that'll do it. And whilst I'm so happy for them, I'm also envious because I'd love to start a family. And sometimes I find myself spiraling into the sadness that it may never happen for me. Secondary to this, I feel like it's always my responsibility to initiate conversations, meetups with my friends who have partners and babies. I know they have busy lives and lots of responsibilities that I don't have, but sometimes I do feel a bit forgotten. I don't mean to sound like such a Debbie Downer here. I promise I'm generally a happy person. I can tell, but I would love to hear what you guys think. Thank you, Sophie. I love this. This is from like six days ago. I wish I'd read this sooner. Um, I get it. I get it. When people around you start getting engaged, when people around you start getting married, when people around you start getting pregnant, you do start to feel like the odd one out and that pressure does start to creep up on you. Um, And that's really, really normal. My advice is stick to your guns. If you haven't found your person yet, you haven't found your person yet. Maybe (laughs) Emma and I were just talking about this before we came live. Oh, was it? No, I was on the phone to Roshi who I was talking to about it. Maybe broaden your outreach of how when and how where you're meeting men you know I mean I personally I'm not on any but dating apps are you going to the right places like I know there's lots of fit men in my gym like are you going to the right places to find someone and putting yourself out there other than that stick to your guns take it from me 
don't marry someone who you know is all wrong for you because it's that time in your life and you love them. So why wouldn't you? Um, just know. Um, and okay, I totally get, and I would feel a bit butthurt by this too, of like, oh, cool, well, you're married with kids. So I'm the one that has to reach out to you. I promise you, once you have kids, you understand it. It is so hard. And that's a really, really fucking patronizing sentence. And I get it. But I'm telling you now, it is so hard when you have work, a social life and a child to even figure out what the priority is in that hour, let alone the day, let alone the week. It's very overwhelming. So they will really appreciate you being the one to reach out, put yourself in the firing line, put yourself in their view and say, hey, we need to hang out. They will love you for that. They will. That is a friend doing a solid. So instead of feeling butthurt, be like, no, I'm a good mate, which you fucking are, by the way. I'm going to put myself out there and get them to come see me. And it is annoying for you and it isn't fair on you, but it is such, it's such a brain fog when you have a kid. And so, especially a little kid. So um, you're doing really well, mate. I think you sound like a wicked girl. I hope you come to one of this year's meetups because I'd love to sit down and chat with you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely resonate with this. Yes, you do. Yeah. Like I think, especially like the kid thing, you know even if you're someone who's like oh I've never really known if I want them or not like it's not like it's going to happen by accident especially not if you're gay right but it's it's definitely (laughs) like it's not you're probably going to have to think about what you want and you are what did she mid-30s 34 young I mean young but not like you know anytime after 35 oh yeah you're a geriatric pregnancy right which is why change that now I don't know because my brother's girlfriend's pregnant and she was she's only like 37 or something or she's under 40 anyway I thought they changed it anyway they might not they might not call it that but you are like you know you're you and you are you're higher risk yeah it's you know there's more complications and you don't know how fertile you are well I mean some people do because they've been tested but a lot of people don't I just wouldn't assume that it's always going to be easy. That's not to put like a huge amount of pressure on you, but I think it is just like there is the self-imposed pressure and then there's the reality of yeah. a female body and like how long that can go on. And then there are other ways that you can have kids, you know, and like there are loads of kids that need adopted and there's loads of options, but um, I totally get the self-imposed pressure. One thing I'll say that really helps me and because I'm from, you know, I've got all my mates around here have kids. All of them yeah. are about to get married. Like so many people in my life, like have had have just had kids, and like you and Amelia, and like you know, I'm around a lot of it. But then I also have a group of friends that aren't really interested in that, and have like just a very different life. And I think being able to experience both is useful because if you are stuck in like wherever you live, where did she say she's from? She doesn't say. No, I don't think so. No, but if like if everyone around you in your friend group and the people you grew up with or whatever are all doing the same thing, I would try and like, you know, branch out, like Chloe was saying, like broaden your horizons, not just in dating, but in the ways that other people live. And then I'd also look at the benefits of where you are now. Like you can probably go anywhere and do anything. Now, I don't know what constraints your job has, but there's a lot of freedom that comes with not having kids too. So, you know, make the most out of that stuff. Before you decide, you know, like, I think it's always just like trying to make the most of the situation you're in, because I can guarantee your mates with kids will be looking at you being like, 
oh, I wish I had the freedom. I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I had, you know, and, and you're looking at them being like, oh, that's amazing. I wish I, and I think so many of us spend so much of our lives looking at someone else and being like, wish I had yeah. what they had. And they're looking at you thinking the same. And yeah. it'd be much nicer if we could be like, oh, I'm really grateful for these aspects that I have, you know, like appreciate what you've got at the time. I couldn't agree such great advice and obviously much better coming from Emma than from me but I will say this if I didn't have Bodhi I would not be in London right now and I wouldn't have been for months I would be way <laughs> way too far I'd be in Cape Town again um the heart healer I'd be I'd be I would not be here at all there's no need for me and it is sad when you realize that you've lost you've lost the ability, you've lost freedom when you have a child. You don't have that anymore. Maybe I'll get it back when she's older. I will get it back when she's older, but I can't just leave for, I would say more than a few days at a time. And like, it's it's scary, you know, and for example, traveling holidays, it's never a holiday again. It's a full 24 seven, you're a working mom, which is a hard ass job, by the way. You never get to lie down and read a book on holiday again, ever. Like shit changes and not all for the better. You know, and you all know how much I love Birdie and love being a mum, but there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that you have to accept is 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 now gonna be crap for life. Like and anything that's worth having yeah. has negatives to it, right? You could have the most amazing job in the world. You're know, like, yeah, but I had to work really hard to get here, or that means I can't do other stuff or whatever. I, I lost my social life. Yeah. 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 100%. Um Lindsay, I had my last child at 44, loads of time. Yeah, and like, yes, you you absolutely can have kids later, but it does become harder and it's not to say that everybody can. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah Lynn, my wife is turning 35 this year and we're feeling the pressure going to start trying this summer. Very exciting. And yes, two women, it won't happen by accident. Yeah, no? <laughs> uh, Although maybe if it could, unless you're a stingray. <laughs> oh and also let me know if you ever have any if you ever need any tips finding a sperm donor I'm an expert now we're choosing half your kids genetics yeah I went through all that with Emilio it's so interesting yeah it is really interesting I might end up doing it I mean I don't know it I is know. interesting like mainly because you would never you start getting really picky and then we were like, wait, but you would never normally have this choice. It's, it's like a weird level of choice, I think. Speak of the devil, child. <gasps> Hello. Hi. Okay. Oh. But she, I also will tell you this. She looks cute, right? She's definitely done a poo and absolutely stinks. And now the living room will smell for the next half an hour. So again, <laughs> not all roses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <clears throat> okay uh one more question yeah i thought we had to go yeah i do in two minutes okay who will there's only one more on the post so guys we only have a uh it just looks so ridiculous this finger um <laughs> it doesn't matter if you <laughs> anyway that was really cool of me that was probably my least cool moment on the youtube i think can we all just pretend that that never never happened <laughs> Oh, remember okay. when I got <laughs> you got your ring stuck in your hair diving in <laughs> Emma for anyone who doesn't know I was like Emma shall we dive into the questions and Emma was like <laughs> they got her ring stuck <laughs> red and you just absolutely loved that as well you were like <laughs> I died <laughs> I died I <laughs> She had to she fully read a full question and I just answered it. 
Um, oh, okay. 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 Hi, lady. Quick cardio question. I've been trying to include a bit more cardio into my week. I don't know what's going on. Into my week. My aim is fat loss, but primarily health is my goal. How much cardio a week is ideal? I appreciate that there'll be variation from this, but I think having an optimum to focus on might help me. Um, I think, I mean, if health is the goal, biggest bang for your buck is going to be like two to three a week because you need to make sure that you're recovering from it as well. Um, obviously, I mean, optimal is quite hard to go by because like realistically, you could spend all your time training like a full-time endurance athlete and then your cardio is significantly going to be better. But we're all about making it fit around your life. And if your goal is like to improve health, I think two to three a week would be good. Maybe some of those being or at least incorporating some hit training. Yeah, I think what optimal completely depends on the goal. So if yes. it's fat loss, we start on the lower end and we'll like give you a certain amount of minutes per week by which you could break it up however you want. So for example, 60 minutes a week or two sessions of 30 minutes or three sessions of 20 minutes, something like that. And then judging on your data, we go from there. If you're running a marathon, we would have to give you certain amounts or different different um, uh, distances and, and speeds and ways of, of doing cardio per week. It, it completely depends on the goal. I agree. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye.